Welcome back to the Work Miha podcast, a place for mujeres motivated to cultivate the life they deserve. I am your host, Sochi Carmona, founder of Work Miha, an apparel and accessories brand for Latinas who unapologetically celebrate their culture through empowering and relatable messages. Thank you for joining me and enjoy these inspiring conversations. Hello and welcome. Today I'm joined by Aurora Diaz. Aurora is the founder and CEO of The Jefas, the forthcoming beauty e-commerce platform and box for Latina-founded brands. Aurora was named part of Inicio Ventures' 100 Rising Latinx Founders to Watch List. Her expertise in product marketing has allowed her to work with brands such as Sephora, Google, Facebook, Levi's, St. Laurent, and Adidas. She is originally from Richmond, California, and graduated from the University of Oregon. She's excited to build a platform for Latina founders and consumers in the beauty space. I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. Welcome, Aurora. Thank you so much, Sochil. I am so happy to be here. Yes, I am so excited. I have been following around the Hefa's box and I need to know more about it. And so do the Work Me High listeners who love all things beauty. But before we get to know you and your business, we want to get to know you a little astrologically. And I love the fact that when I kind of ask my guests to share their sun, moon, rising, how to find it, in case you don't know, Aurora was like, girl, I got this. I already know my placements very very well so to share with the audience (laughs) aurora sun sign which is your identity and where you shine which most of us know our birthday she is a virgo sun and a virgo rising which your rising sign is your motivation for living life which you can kind of come off as so our virgo placements are definitely you know very hard-working individuals who love all knowledge and know-how. There's a strong sense of responsibility here. Maybe not all of them are workaholics, but they definitely love to be involved in projects and very detail-oriented people. But with these heavy Virgo placements, I just want to make sure you're not too hard and not too critical on yourself. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then her moon sign, which rules your body and your emotions, Her moon sign is a fiery Leo moon, so our Leo moons are known to be bold, brave, and unapologetically bright. So, Aurora, do you feel like you identify with your astrological placements? Absolutely. You know, I've always been so intrigued by astrology, and once I started really diving into, like, my rising and my moon, I was like, wow, this is who I am. This encompasses me. And now I ask all my friends for their big three, because I really feel that you get to know people on a deeper level if you know all three yes oh my gosh i love i love guessing people's big three too 100 like, kind of like even reading them to filth yeah like when i realized like oh you got a you got a pisces moon you got a capricorn moon Ooh, tell exactly me, i know about that <laughs> <laughs> oh my exactly. gosh i love it I love it. And then I love to ask the guests on the podcast because one, I'm a chismosa, but two, I love to kind of see how your astrological placements kind of play into your business, building it. So I'm excited to kind of get that sneak peek about your astrological placements. But now, Aurora, tell us more about who you are, where you're from, and what you were doing before you decided to start the Hefa. Yeah, so I grew up in Richmond, California. Um, it's in the East Bay uh, Bay Area, if you're familiar with the movie Coach Carter. 
every time that I need to give somebody a reference as to the Richmond that I grew up in, that's immediately what I tell everybody. Um, you know, so growing up in the hood, it was difficult. I come from two parents who came from Mexico, um, undocumented at one point, and mm. my mom cleaned houses, my dad did gardens. So everything from a really early age in terms of like working hard in order to, you know, achieve the American dream has really instilled in my sister and myself, you know, who we are today. Um, so that's a little bit about where I grew up. I attended the University of Oregon because I needed to get out of that environment and I wanted to go, you know, to a different state. At the time, I was also in a full right scholarship, very fortunate to do that. And I ended up in Silicon Valley in a very unconventional, untraditional path. You know, I had no idea what a startup was. I had no idea what I wanted to do post-college. I mean, I majored in public relations, but like any other first-gen kid, you're just trying to get a job out out of school. So landed a job working at a startup um, out in Santa Clara, really learned what it's like to work in a 10-person team, build a company, build an e-commerce and from there, you know, that that's where the story for the HIPAA starts. Um, I always knew that I was very entrepreneurial. One time my parents were having a yard sale and I went in and made lemonade, you know, from that big country time lemonade jug. Nothing fancy. You know, we were very scrappy, brought out some cookies. They were the cookies that were ours mm -hmm. to eat. And I started selling them like at the yard sale. And my parents ah. were like, what is she doing? <laughs> but I was out there hustling. Like I was trying to make money. So I think, mm. you know, that's my earliest, as far as I can remember, memory of being an entrepreneur. So I always knew that I wanted to start my own business. However, I don't come from a background of business owners and imposter syndrome. It was definitely, and it still is, being completely transparent, something that I have to struggle and face with. You know, who am I to start a company? Um, you know, I don't have the background or the expertise mm -hmm. or the money. So the HIFAS really has been a labor of love from ideation to now and creating it. Um, it's been, well, six years almost since I thought about the idea for the platform. Wow. Um, so, you know, it, it's definitely been um, quite a journey. Wow. And so, like, what was the moment where you were finally like, okay, you had this idea and you just kind of decided we're going to go for it. Like, were you still working your full-time job, the part-time? Like, how did that transition happen and what inspired the HIFA? Yeah, so I decided to go full speed, full time on it uh, September of last year because I was accepted into um, an all-women's cohort uh, living called Launch House in New York. Okay. And my contract had just ended. I believe in divine timing. And the universe is going to place you where you're supposed to be at the moment that you're supposed to be in. So I moved to New York for a month and really started to dive deep into full-time entrepreneurship. Um, I said, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I have some savings from having worked these big tech company jobs. But it was scary. And I think, you know, over the last year, there's been a lot of learnings, um, you know, with the business and having launched it now. It's a really exciting time for us. We're living in what I like to call this Latino renaissance, where all of a sudden, you know, I think Latinos are finally starting to understand one their spending power their purchasing power where our money is going so it's a perfect time to put something out you know like the HIFA as a platform for other Latinas and other Latina entrepreneurs 
Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then so I read that, you know, you launched with a beauty subscription box priced at $35 containing five full-size makeup and skincare products from brands like Untamed, Vavica, Viva Cosmetics, Evio Beauty, mm -hmm. and you sold out of 110 the Hefa box within a couple of hours. And this is despite customers not knowing what products were in the box or they being able to personalize it like how were you able to do that how were you able to build up the anticipation for such a successful launch yeah and then so like three years that's like a long time like like as like someone you know you're gonna launch this you kind of have this plan like did you ever feel like oh my gosh this is gonna like take too long will people stick with me like or how do you feel like that you got everyone to kind of stick with for like three years just to wait for this box I still think that because I am a Virgo perfectionist and I am always 10 steps ahead. I'm like, wow, what if, you know, we're not, what if all of a sudden people say, wow, this product isn't what I envisioned or, but I truly believe that in the end of the end of the day, if you're building a platform for other people and you're building and genuinely, you know, authentically building something that people want and need, they will stay and they will wait and they mm -hmm. will, you know, be by you because of your authentic, genuine character. You know, we're not out here, you know, just putting a sticker on something, just saying, oh, it's Latino Heritage Month, it's Hispanic Heritage Month. No, this is authentic and it's going to be long lasting month after month. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. Cause especially like I very much have been that beauty enthusiast in that space, 2016 makeup launch YouTube era. And I feel like, especially when you have like certain brands, I felt like it was very much like we need another product, another one, another one, next, next, next. Like, you know, it's almost like, not soon enough kind of where people are like yep. over consuming maybe in a way right so yeah. this is kind of like the opposite but still in line with everything right yep exactly yeah oh my and then so for you so it's like okay subscription box how do you narrow down like how did you narrow down which booty brands would be the first five to be a part of this like first box launch yeah one of the things um that I, you know, have been doing over the last three to four years is creating community with the beauty brands behind the scenes. So the girls from Viva Cosmetics, I've known them since 2018. And now they're some of my best friends, like genuinely oh. some of my best friends. We travel to conferences together, whether it's like a Latina conference or a business conference. Um, and same for Untamed Naturals with Gisela, you know, we've built a friendship that goes beyond just including them in the box. So I wanted it that to reflect, you know, the first box with brands that I knew personally or up and coming brands that I really believe have an authentic story, you know. And I think that was really reflected. And you also saw an assortment of different products, not just makeup, because a lot of our customer, you know, they're not your typical makeup aficionado, but they love their skincare. They love mm. beauty in general. Mm. And that's something that I saw really early on. My mom sold Mary Kay in the 90s. So I would always see my mom mm. pull out her pink briefcase full of Mary Kay cosmetics mm. for my tias and my primas. And some of them had no idea what to do with cosmetics, but they were there for the skincare as well. Because, you know, mm. who doesn't love all beauty? So that's something that I really wanted to see reflected across the first box. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they also just go kind of very much hand in hand because, yes, you can have like so many great makeup products. But if that canvas, if that base isn't prepped properly, like skincare, exactly. it's, just, it's just not the same. Right. Yeah. You just exactly you need to do that. 
And then also I feel like that's kind of not up and coming, but I think as we age too, you know, that demographic, like I was very much like makeup, makeup, like skincare, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get some drugstore products here and there, right? Yep. But you learn about your skin. It's a journey. You need those ingredients. And I feel like also the Latina-owned skincare brands that I know of too, they very much, it isn't just like, uh, here's a water-based skincare product, you know, from the drugstore. It's very much all a lot of natural you know, beauty. Mm-hmm. also in the make makeup too. You know, vegan, yeah. cruelty free, right? Oh my gosh, no, that's so true. And like, I saw that first box. So obviously, I knew Viva Cosmetics. I've been like, I found it's Latina owned. They're I love what they're doing with their business. So I've been riding with them for a while. But I love the fact that I was able to kind of even just see the different. I didn't get my hands on the box. I was too slow. I was too <laughs> slow. But I've been following this one but for sure. <laughs> yes. But I've been following the brands that were also included. I was like, wow, like I probably wouldn't have discovered them if it wasn't for this subscription box. I was like, now we have more more options, right? And that's the beauty of a subscription box model. And so in general, like I hear about subscription-based business models, which are a profitable way to go as you're generating that kind of repeat monthly revenue, but it can also be challenging. So like what have you found to kind of be the pros and the content or challenges of a subscription-based business like yours. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest things that I like to share is that a lot of the brands that we're working with, we have to remember, they're also new. Just as much as the HIFAS is a new Mm -hmm. product, it's a new platform, a lot of these brands are just starting off. You know, most of the Latina brands out there just started within the last two years. There's been a 50% increase in those brands that have been founded. So a lot of them still cannot do the minimum order quantity or, you know, they can't do hundreds of units. Maybe their production Mm -hmm. cost is still a little high. So those are some of the things that we have to take into consideration when working with those brands, which have been obstacles for us. You know, there's a few brands that would love to do the box, but maybe their product is still, you know, $10 to create. And unfortunately, Mm. we can't meet them at that production cost, but we try to cover as much as we can, you know, in terms of production so that the brands, we're not just asking for the product for free. We're ensuring that we pay for it. Mm. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I mean, even just like on my end, very much a product based, but like on the apparel, like I can, I can totally kind of see and understand that. And I, I kind of hope that gives people kind of a peek into like, one of the many logistics that kind of comes into curating this amazing yeah. box. Um, but hopefully something, you know, as the beauty brands grow, as you guys grow, you know, that's something that will open up doors to like other businesses too. I love that. Yep, exactly. Um, and then, so I saw that definitely as you grow, right, as you grow your business, capital is very much going to kind of play into, you know, how much growth, how much more you can source. Um, but you are, you know, looking into grants and everything like that for your business, correct? Yes, yes, for sure. And I just want to see even more Latina-owned businesses kind of break through that barrier because it is a big one. And especially when you are a product-based business, like, you know, exactly. you're like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't, you know, it's like poco poco, right? Because mm-hmm. budgeting where the money goes and flows, inventory management. Oh, that's 100%. fun, isn't it? <laughs> All of the logistics things that nobody prepares you for as a business owner, you know, operations, housing, warehouse, like office space, like all of these things have to be tied into a budget. I'm not good with numbers. I'm creative by nature. So Mm. 
again, you need an entire team sometimes, but where sometimes just one person shows like it's just myself and my interns right now. So I think that's one of the things that as you know, small and mighty as we can be and scrappy and we have that within us again as Latinas is that we will make it work one way or another. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be my question. Like, is it just you? But so you said you and your interns right now, right? Correct. So one of the things that we are part of is a pre-accelerator incubator from Berkeley, the UC Berkeley, um, and it's called Skydeck. And within that, we were able to access interns from UC Berkeley. So we have four amazing mm-hmm. first-gen all Latina interns. And that, to me, just speaks to the type of company that I want to build is a place where we create mm-hmm. space and opportunity, not only for the brands that we work with, but the team itself. You know, I always refer to it as my team, even when it's just me, because I never say, oh, you know, it's my company. It's not. It's if I wouldn't be here without the brands. I wouldn't be here without my interns who are helping behind the scenes. So that's one of the things that I think is beautiful is creating opportunity within your company for others to come on board Nobody tells us that, you know, when you join a company, you can get stock options or you can get, you know, when you mm. come on board a full full time. And again, these are just the barriers to entry that nobody told me about when I joined a startup. Like, oh, there are stock options. This is how people get rich out in Silicon Valley. Why are Latinos mm. not getting access to this? Because we are so underrepresented in these tech companies. And I want to change all that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. No, that's an amazing program. That's an amazing opportunity. And like, what were the first things, I guess, like that you outsourced um, to like your interns? Mm-hmm. No. And that's good that you see it early on because you can't do it all. You can't do it all by yourself. And I mean, you're already kind of surpassed that mindset with like that community kind of thinking in general, right? Because you couldn't do it without these brands, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh and I gosh. think that's one of the things that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And then so, like, uh, so many challenges when it comes to starting your own business. And I mean, how many when how many years are you in on this? Is this one, two? Fully, <laughs> fully as an entrepreneur, it's been about three to four years of learnings. So that's okay. something I never yeah. like to dismiss, even though the brand and the platform just launched in May of this year. It's been accelerator after workshop, after Zoom call, you know, during the pandemic, it w- we were fortunate to get to join a lot of these opportunities remote that otherwise we wouldn't yeah. have been able to. So I think that's one of the things that I always like to remind people that although the platform's new, I've been an entrepreneur for the last three to four years plus because I've been learning on the back end what mm-hmm. it entails to start this business. That's true. That's true. And like a true Virgo, slow and steady wins the race, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, I love I love that you share that because sometimes people are like, oh, my gosh, she just like came off the gate like crazy. Like, But there's a lot of building that kind of happens before you can fully launch this. And so many challenges probably that you face in the building phases, in the launching phases. So there's capital. But then also, like, what would you say has been, like, a significant challenge you face when, you know, either starting your business or having launched your business? And, like, how did you overcome it? Yeah, um, I know I touched a little bit on this, but I always will. Imposter syndrome is real. You know, I've been fortunate to be in a lot of spaces where I was the only Latina, right? And I say that fortunately, unfortunately, because places like Google, Facebook, I remember walking around the Google campus and I would talk to the custodial staff and... You know, there were times where I would go to the cafeteria and people would say, Ay, y mija, ¿en tu cual cafeteria trabajas? Like, which cafeteria do you work at? Mm. Immediately, right? 
because people like us in these spaces are not going to be doing marketing. They're not going to be software engineers or product developers. Unfortunately, the reality is that we're the janitorial staff or we're in the cafeterias or the front desks, or there was another time where someone was like, oh, which front desk do you work at? And it just was so sad to me that I was like, wow, like I had to go to therapy because of it. Like being completely transparent, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is tough. Like, why am I the one that gets to, you know, walk into these spaces? Like, while yes, it's a privilege, it's also like something that I have to carry a burden with. Like, why aren't other Latinas in these spaces and I am? It makes you feel kind of guilty at the same time. So I definitely, you know, still face that to this day in terms of like, am I good enough? Is this going to be mm-hmm. something that people want to buy? Because why? One, I'm a Virgo and I'm a perfectionist. But I think, too, there's a lot of layers behind that, you know, that mm-hmm. as first gen, you know, kids, we have to be the ones that set the standard and are the we're the ones breaking barriers and like ensuring that our communities don't get left behind. And that's a lot to carry. And that's a lot that I had to process through therapy and working with my Latina therapist. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just feels like I get you a thousand percent on the imposter syndrome. I'm glad that you share that too, because, you know, so a lot of times we'll share the highs, we'll share the, the polished, you know, pictures where it feels or looks like somebody else has it together. But it's like, hey, we're going through the same things that imposter syndrome goes hard. And, you know, even pre going into, you know, being your own CEO, you know, being in those spaces before where it's like you feel like you have to work like triple over time than your white counterparts, right? It's like, I can't slack yeah. off. I can't be the mediocre Latina in this space, right? No, they're going to fire me. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every time, every weekly meeting, I remember having, you know, a ch- weekly check and I was like, oh no, they're going to fire me. This week I'm getting fired. Yes. It's like, no, you're not. But it's so scary every week, you know, this anxiety. <laughs> Yes, and then when you become your own CEO, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make it. Or I don't know, just stop. Yes, it's like always, it, or... it's always, always the same thing. It's like, diff- you know, same thing, different day, different platform. And we're always going to battle that. But I think that's one of the beautiful things of getting to know other founders and working together is that you learn that we're all in this together. You know, there's, I always like to say, more than enough room for all of us. Like, and that speaks to the power of numbers. You're not going to see white people over there, you know, not sharing resources. They're going to make those referrals into those tech companies. They're going to make sure that other people like them and their friends and family are getting included. But unfortunately, sometimes we don't see that within the Latino community, which is sad. But I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we're starting to shift that. Yeah, no. And I hope, you know, these future generations keep shifting that because it's like, yes, I want to make it, but I don't want to be the only one. I want to be up there with like a Lupe, not like a Becca, you know, like I want to be up there with the Marisol, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's like we need more people that look like us because why, Mm. you know, it just ensures that future generations also have a seat at the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So cheers to, you know, keeping that going. And I love seeing what you're doing and just kind of bringing, you know, light and amplifying, you know, Latina beauty founders. And I missed the first box, but I'm looking forward to maybe the next one. So I don't know. Can you tell us, you know, maybe when that might drop? Is it this year? Can you sneak a peek? It is coming very soon. And, you know, being completely transparent, like, as I'm saying, 
because I need to pay my rent and because we need to make this business ah. happen, it needs to happen sooner than later. Even if I feel like I'm not ready for it or it's not the perfect box, it's because, you know, people want this. And I think the brands want it. Mm -hmm. It's exposure for the brand. So it is happening within the next couple of weeks. Um, be on the lookout. Ooh. I will be sending more emails. Um you know, but it is, it's definitely still in the works and we still want to keep having these box drops as we develop, you know, the entire e-commerce funnel within the next um, month or so. That's what we're here to do. It's put a light and provide a platform for other Latina founded brands. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I was like, come on, tell us, tell us. I'm trying to get the cheese in for y'all. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. For those of us listening, how can we get on that email list? Is it on your website? How can we be in the know? Exactly. Yeah. The hitfest.com. Please make sure to sign up for our emails. And once you sign up for the email, you will have first access and know when the next box is dropping. It's really exciting. One of my friends, uh, last time when we sold it, she's like, wow, this is, this went faster than a Yeezy drop, you know? And it's just, it speaks mm -hmm. again to the community and the power of Latinas that we want to put more money into people that look like us and no longer the essay lotters of the world. You know, I think, now mm -hmm. we're really focusing on putting money back into another fellow Latina who's starting her own brand. Why not? Mm -hmm. So y'all better be on it. And I will be too this time. <laughs> Super excited. I'll make sure to send oh. you your personal email, Sochi. <laughs> ah, <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Okay. So before we get to our fun lightning round questions, one of the last questions I usually love to ask my guests and your Virgo sun and rising. So I know you've got plenty, but if you can share, what goals do you have for the HEFA? Yeah. So we are, we are in the pipeline in the works to be um, a full fledged e-commerce. So we are creating the next Sephora for Latinas. You know, eventually I Ooh. want a physical space where you walk in and it reflects not only in the marketing campaigns and the products and the founders and the people that work there and the music, it will be a physical space. And that's just what I'm manifesting. I'm big on manifesting oh. like, oh my God, that's my jam. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm very good at that. Everything that I set forth, I'm bringing to vision. And I, I think that's part of just being a Virgo as well. But, you know, in general, I think that's one of the things that we're not taught early on, you know, to be creative and have those creative outlets as kids, because we're mm -hmm. always grinding and in hustle culture and survival mode that now I'm starting to reclaim a lot of that. I'm like, wow, the power of manifestation. So mm -hmm. At any point that I can, I'm like, yep, I'm I'm going to manifest this. We're going to be the next big thing. You know, we're going to have a physical space. We're going to be the leading e-commerce where people come and shop from other Latina founded beauty brands when you need a new lipstick or a new skincare routine. So that is what we have going for the Jefas right now. Oh, my gosh, that is exciting. I think that was a little bit of the Leo moon, being bold, being loud, being proud. And yes, 100 <laughs> percent. She say comes it out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Roar. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. Uh, staying on the podcast, and we had to do a catch up episode in a couple years when that happened. 100%. Next uh, year, let's do it. Yes. We're going to be like, wow, remember when we yeah. talked about that? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to have to follow along. And before we end this episode, let's do our fun lightning round questions. You can answer the first thing that comes to mind. If you want to add a little bit more, feel free. So, the first question is, what is your favorite me time activity? I love baths. I took that on Ooh. recently. I love baths. Yeah, big purveyor of baths, moon baths, having the whole, you know, 
crystals. Mm. I'm, I love it. Yes, same, same. Okay, next one. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Echale ganas. Echale ganas to this day. Like, you know, I think if you have determination, it just gives me chills even talking about it. You know, I think my grandma used to say that many times over. Que en paz descanse. You know, echale ganas, mija. And you will accomplish what you you want to, what you put your mind to, what you want to accomplish will come to you as long as, you know, you keep that drive and that determination. That's something that has been instilled on me from a very early age and to this day I carry. Mm, I love it. I love it. Okay, next question. What is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours? It's tough, but it's rewarding. There are days where you're going to cry, but there are days when you're crying from happiness. So I think that there needs to be more Latin entrepreneurs. You know, we need to have more people at the table because I'm tired of being the only one at all these events that looks like me. So please, please, if you have an idea, um, I'm feel free to reach out to me. That's all, all another thing that I will say. You know, I love being a resource for others because there's not many of us that have done this before. So Mm-mm. At any moment, reach out to me on LinkedIn, reach out to me on DM, email. The, the DMs are a little cluttered right now, but like email. Um, please, if I can be a resource, I want to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And I mean, if you're not a Chiona now, become an entrepreneur and it will all come out. <laughs> Go to therapy, exactly. become an entrepreneur. <laughs> all of it. All of it. I used to not cry. You know, I was that mm-hmm. tough, like Virgo, non-emotional person. And yeah. the last year, I'm like, I'm just gonna cry. Oh. Everything makes me cry mm-hmm. now. You know, and I think that's part of healing, <laughs> yes. honestly. Like, yes. you just yes. let it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. As a Gemini, dodging all the feelings, get into the projects, yep. avoid them. <laughs> yep, yep. No, I cry, but no, I it's cry. okay. It's okay, and it's okay to cry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, I love it. Okay, and then talking about resources, what is the best resource that has, has helped you along your journey? This can be a book, podcast, app, workshop, etc. Having other founder friends. Yes, all the workshops are great, but you're, you can't sit in a room and do all of these things by yourself right? Like I've done that. Mm -hmm. I have all I have a list of recommendations of podcasts or, you know, books. But in the end, it has been those founder friends who check in on me and vice versa, that keeps me going because they're also going through the same thing. So build a network of founder friends. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, thousand percent agree with that one. Okay, last question, where can listeners connect with you online, drop the handles, websites, everything? Yes. So everything is at the HIFAS. Um, the HIFAS is a play on it being Spanglish, porque ni de aquí ni de allá. And the HIFAS across Instagram, the HIFAS.com, the HIFAS on Twitter, you can find this there. And my personal is Aurora and Diaz if you want to connect with me. Yes. Wonderful. I will add those to the podcast episode show notes. So if you guys want to check it out, click the link. Follow the Hefas, go and subscribe to that email newsletter so you are not late on the next drop. Coming very soon, excited for that. <laughs> oh my gosh, but thank you, Aurora. Thank you so much for joining us on the Work Me Hop podcast. I loved having you on, finally being able to connect. <laughs> no, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I'm always excited to connect with, again, other amazing Chingona Jefa Latina entrepreneurs. So it's really an honor. 
Yes, thank you. Everybody make sure to follow the Hefas on the social media sites uh, is your favorite. And make sure to follow the Work Me Hot podcast to keep up with more amazing mujeres. Until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. Visit workmija.com, that's W-E-R-K mija.com to pick up your new favorite Chingona Fuel Cafecito mug or our Bet on Yourself Mija and No Pares Mija apparel for yourself and your comadres chingonas. Don't forget to follow Work Mija on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for fun Latinx-inspired content. Make sure to tune in to the Work Mija podcast and listen to more inspiring mujeres.